Welcome, everybody, to the Life and Fantasy Hockey Podcast, Episode 2. I am Spencer Plemondo. This is Kabe Giddy. Hi, everybody. Hi, Dr. Kabe. All right, so today we're going to jump in uh, with some recent news. And right now, I think we've got to talk about the Patrick Line uh, Pierre Luc Dubois trade. It was uh, Line and Roslovic going to Columbus with. 26% of Line A's salary retained by Winnipeg for Dubois and a third round pick. And this 26% basically evens out their salaries, if I understand correctly. Kave, what's, ask, yeah. Yeah, what's your take on, on this trade and the, like, the fantasy implications of it? Okay, well, my first take on it is that both players got what they wanted. So yeah. I really like that kind of thing. So Patrick Line kind of wanted out, and Dubois obviously wanted out because of that fantastic shift he had that one time where he got, where he got benched for the rest of the. Let game, me just basically. just just quickly like I think it's so yeah. stupid that that got like it, yes of course you you don't ever want to see that but it's just like yeah. his history of being an extremely hardworking player yeah. out the window just like that like instantly mm-hmm. and it, I don't know it's it's an unfortunate situation. Go you ahead. think it was also you think it was brought on by Tortorella a bit too and like his attitude he had towards how Pierre-Luc was, was, was acting maybe before I, all that? From the outside looking in, it's hard for me not to. Dubois yeah. came out yeah. and said that he, he really appreciates uh, Tortorella and his influence and that he's spoken to a bunch of former players like uh, Saint-Louis yeah. and Le Cavalier and they all you know said uh, that when you're older you appreciate what he did, you look back and, yeah. and yeah. get it, but I don't know. I think, I think it must have. Is- he's not happy. He wasn't happy, right? So it's got to affect it. Yeah, and the thing is too with, with Tortorella, we always said to like as much as you want to hate him, he's like an all right coach. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he has his ways about going thing toward. Like you know, it's just it's his way of going towards uh, the coaching, right? So it's just uh, I don't know, man. So like I don't know. We'll we'll see. Anyways, so going back to the trade, uh, yeah. let's not all pin it on uh, on the coach there. Uh, I think both players won, kind of thing, and even I guess the teams kind of won too. You know, we'll they, they they got like, they're yeah, looking forward to it too. So. Yeah, what are your thoughts on the trade? Actually, well, I'm, I'm curious to hear what you think. Well, uh... like, similar to you, uh, I, I think like both teams. I, I didn't think it was a bad trade. I, like a lot of people were looking at it and thinking that like Columbus won it clearly, and I, I'm like, I don't see it that way. Roslovic is a, is a is a good young player who needed a fresh start. Winnipeg was in a unique position. They had two yeah. frustrated young talented players. Obviously, Line A far more talented than than Roslovic, but Roslovic's got potential too. Um, and they were in a position where they could throw in Roslovic and be like, you know what? Like this guy's holding out. We've already gauged the market for him. We know what he's worth. Let's yep. toss him into that and make it work. So it's it's a swap of disgruntled stars in line A for Dubois. Long term, I'm more confident that Dubois is going to be a good player and consistent and, and for a long time than I am with Line A just because Line A, ha- he's a different dude. He's a different cat. Yeah. He, he functions and thinks and behaves a little differently than the norm, yeah. which I like, but it leads to uncertainty. Like you see if he's not properly motivated and so far it's looked like it's been hard to get him properly motivated, you don't necessarily know what you're going to get. So the trade made interesting sense with the, the Tortorella. That too, right? Now. Like, yeah. to, like I look at like, yeah, like that's not, I don't think he's a player for him. Anyways, no, like him and Domi too, right? <laughs> I don't like, know. It's, I don't yeah, know. And true. Anyway, get to the fantasy, like the fantasy aspect yep. of it. How do you feel about this? Like I, in, in Columbus, I look at it like they're getting line a, but they've got now what line a and Domi is fantasy two of their top. aspect. I think whoever has Dubois is going to, is going to be better off now. He's in a place where he might want to play for the coach. Yeah. I think Dubois is going to do slightly better fantasy wise. I don't know. I just think so. And he hits a bit more too. Most, uh, Lane does hit too, but I think Dubois is a slight I, yeah, edge on that he's too. Got an but edge there. like, yeah. uh, fantasy wise, uh, whoever has Dubois, I think it's going to, it's, it's slightly better now situation yeah. to be honest. That's what yeah, I mean. in, in in fantasy terms as well, this year I'm more confident that Dubois is going to have yeah. uh, a good 
consistent year than with Line, just because I I'm less sure of what Line what Line is going to show up, you know. And like I think mm-hmm. Dubois, again, he's an extremely hardworking player who cares a lot about the game, and he clearly cares a lot about what's been going on too. You've seen him in interviews, and it's really been wearing on him. So he's going to enter a Winnipeg top six as loaded. Yeah, and Winnipeg usually like it's it's a it's a Canadian market. There's a lot of pressure, but I find it's just it's 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 different. They're a little bit uh, away from everything. Uh, it's also um what's his, what's his name the coach ah oh, man I'm getting we're drawing oh, a blank Maurice. here too. I like Maurice, yeah, it's Paul Maurice exactly. He looks just like my cousin's uh, uh my cousin's dad. It's so funny. Like my uncle. It's so funny, man. This guy and like uh, a little skinnier. Anyways, <laughs> getting off topic. I think he's gonna want to play for Paul Maurice. Paul Maurice really loves his players too. Yeah. I think it's gonna be a good change because there's that pressure for Canadian market. No fans, so maybe it's gonna be. A nice ease into that market you know and the next year they're gonna love this guy kind of thing you know yeah. so that's why i think it's gonna be yeah i think uh my first thought on it when i looked at it was like you got it, it seemed almost like a weird partnership just in the sense that like it was like maybe in two years from now both these guys are not gonna be on their current teams and it's still possible mm-hmm. um but with dubois <laughs> one thing i learned recently or today i think it was that his his dad is a coach for the manitoba moose in the organization and his dad had nothing to good, nothing but good things to say about Winnipeg and all those, you know, the, the organization and all those things. Okay. So I think that's going to help him as well. Like I, I, that, I heard yeah. that and I was like, okay, like that actually. You know what's cool too, man? I thought of this too. Like Lenny just got drafted, right? He's already traded. Like this is a pretty big name too, second overall pick and such. You know, it's 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 right after Connor, right? So it's just it's cool to see that. You know, it's this is like uh, after no after um, it's the big guy getting traded. You know, it's after cool Matthews, right? It was after Matthews. So, Matthews, sorry, yeah, Matthews. Yeah, yeah it's What's, Matthews' name. I saw an interesting thing posted that the, out of the top five uh, in that draft, you had Line, Dubois, and Pugliarvi. Or the top four, sorry, two, three, four, all asked for trades. And like, obviously, Pugliarvi has decided to stay put, but it's just interesting. But yeah, I mean, like, uh, it, I'm gonna we're gonna get into uh, into these guys a little bit deeper. But I, I'm I'm a little bit wary of Line right now in fantasy. Um, because of the Columbus situation, just like Domi, like I saw you picked up Domi in one of our leagues, and like it, it's a good idea to stash him and to hope for the best. But I'm like I dropped him. You picked him up off for me. I don't think there's a nah. great chance that he's that either of these guys are going to gel with Tortorella. Two free ads, two got my guys got COVID. Irvan <laughs> <laughs> and Kudnetsav. So. Oh man, free ads, man. <laughs> I got to use him. You got to use him. You got to do it. Yeah. Moving on from this. Um, we're going to do the Grinds My Gears segment. I love the name of this. It's stolen for Family Guy, but I, I still want to do it. What's grinding your gears uh, this week? Is there anything that's pissing you off this week? This In particular? Or... <laughs> <laughs> you want like 1 or 10, 20 things? No, basically, uh, this is what has really been grinding my gears is that the uh, Yahoo Fantasy for football is way better than the Yahoo mm-hmm. Fantasy for hockey. Basically, it's just more in-depth. You're just getting uh, the COVID updates. Uh, sorry, the... Um, the updates on the injuries are just better for for the football. And like uh, I remember when the COVID outbreaks happened in football, they had a, a COVID nineteen um, section. Like it wasn't out, it wasn't day to day, it wasn't IR. It was COVID nineteen. You could put them anywhere you exactly. want on your IR kind of yeah. thing. That's just and like that. I know they're they're just starting in the NHL right now. This is the first time they had this. But with the NFL when I played, it's just the first week they had guys. If you had anything ready to go, they had their guys. They had COVID nineteen as one of the the options as the you know for for the injury and blah 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 and it just you're able to put them on ir you know and like the next you know you pick your guy anyways i just find it that's what grind my gears guy yahoo, yahoo. i totally like first of all fuck what's new <laughs> yahoo grinding our gears um it's no excuse that like the it, the hockey season's just starting if they did it for football then do it for every fucking yes. one of the main sports it doesn't make sense exactly. to me that you wouldn't it just does exactly. it's the same as the like video games 
and in general, it, the NHL just doesn't get the same kind of attention and revenue that the other leagues yeah. do. So there's just yeah. not going to be as much uh, care, I guess, and attention paid to it. But it is <laughs> unfortunate, man. Like it's Yahoo. That, like it's the same company doing like for once we're for the other like you should be able, I, I, I can't like why can't you just transfer your <laughs> stuff that you use on one sport and then like, for sports games it's like 2k and, and EA you have a couple different companies going at it whereas it's like the same this is the same guys and like I said unless it's like different like sub subcontracts or something you know so it's just ah anyways it, yeah we won't get too much into that yeah <laughs> you know, we could just... go oh man we could go all day like look I'm grateful that Yahoo does fantasy sports but yeah. they've kind of you know they've cornered the market on it and they're sort of resting on their laurels and have been for a while and like shit like this it's a pandemic of course if the guys are on COVID you need to make a spot open up for them. I don't know yeah I don't yeah. know that pisses yeah. me off too the thing that's pissing yeah. me off is the Keith Yandel situation though? That's the thing that that I want to yeah, hone well, in on. You brought that up to me too. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting. I uh, kept seeing some weird stuff on that, but uh, you can elaborate because you know a bit more about that than I do. That's for sure. So, uh, so go on. Keith Yandel was practicing in training camp with like the second unit, like the the non-starters unit. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. there was not much info as to why. Pract- basically, it was very the practice squad. For exactly. Football, you know? and the, yeah. the practice squad guys, the the younger guys that maybe ended up getting cut, and the the taxi squad guys. So. He was doing that for a while with very little information as to why. And if you look at Florida, the Florida Panthers' defense uh, on the depth chart, you have even more questions as to why the hell that's happening. And then a few days before the start of the season, they come out and say, it becomes public anyway, that he's no longer in their plans and that they've informed him that informed him of that and that he might not even get to play in the opening night, which would end his Ironman streak. And he's less than 200 games, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's less than 200 games away from breaking the all-time NHL record Ironman streak. That's something right there, man. You're going to pull that on a veteran who is far and away your best offensive defenseman. For what? Like, it it might be money-related. I know Florida Panthers, uh, they they need to, they've been a bit of a, money's been an issue. Um, mm-hmm. but that's, that's, you don't treat a player like that. Good luck getting people in the future to come fucking play for you. If you're going to treat them like that, especially if you're a veteran, good luck. If you're not a veteran, like I know he has a big contract, but he's also like, I think he's lived up to it for the most part. Honestly. Yeah. He's like, a big part of his team too. Oh, definitely. Definitely. No, no, for sure. Guaranteed. He's lived up to it, man. Yeah, he, and, every year just, he comes to play, he plays against the best, uh, the best lines too. Eh? So he's, he does his job. Very, yeah. Very well, well, he's not, and he's not a great, he's not great defensively, but it's not what he's paid for anyway. He's making six, like, again, it's the only reason you would think that he might be overpaid. Yeah, but, I think anyways, cause there's a pandemic right now. Yeah, he's he's he's. It's not his job to defend, but he still does it, man. He does it well. Like he's. It's not like uh, he's, he's. You you put him up there against the top guys, you know. He, He'll, yeah, he played. I mean, they're not this year, but he. Yeah, he's played that yeah. role before. Yeah. Again, he's not great yeah. at shutting down play, but he has the puck on his stick often, and he he drives play like he's That's a good offensive NHL's defenseman. Going too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he's a great power play defenseman. And again, look at their fucking depth chart that that's what pisses me yeah, off man. is like where, yeah. where do you think, at, where i'm do you actually looking at right now man yeah it, where do you I'm come actually, off saying that you're know. gonna put take keith yandel out of the lineup when yeah, especially when he's right on the verge of ending his iron man streak if you do like unbelievable I, I, man yeah that's pretty crazy that yeah that bummed me out and like he's a guy that you know i like keith yandel in fantasy i believe in him i've drafted him on a few teams i panicked and dropped him on a couple teams saw that he ended up playing anyway and then mm-hmm. bought him back which is a horrible move mm-hmm. on my part 
Um, but he uh, he's a guy that I like, and like I look at this, and I, I don't understand it. He's played well in the two games he's played, though he hasn't had a ton of ice time. Uh, it was a 16-15 in the first game, scored a goal, and 18-33 in the second game, got two assists, and that's where they stand yeah. right now because of COVID. But I don't know that I really don't like the treatment of Keith Yandel in Florida, and it does not seem like it's a, a personality issue. That was one thing I wondered. I was like, maybe he's a, he's causing yeah. problems in the room, but like the team was thrilled for him when he scored his goal there in the, the first game. And I think that was his hundredth goal too, if I'm not mistaken. It was like a double. <laughs> yeah. Way, way to fucking put the guy, not down, but like, just, way, 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 like bust his moment, you know? Like, yeah. oh man, he's, he's getting all these accomplishments and he's trying to get his Iron Man streak going and he's, he's doing his job and he's Let him do his, like, again, throwing dude, him under the bus. He, he's a good player. Keith Yandel is a good player he's a he's a good offensive defenseman and that is what they need you're not in a, this isn't Colorado where you can just be like you know what we don't need you Kale McCarr we got Sam Girard that's that is also a crazy thing to say but Sam Girard is a great yeah. defenseman you could replace him with someone else like even if he's not at the same level there's no one to replace <laughs> Keith Yandel with the game that he has yeah, especially in, in not here man this no, is come not on. it's just it's also it's it's uh, the um the experience alone man uh, yeah it's, come on man uh, <laughs> yeah let the guy play his games and uh let him support your team because you know he's going to help you like he he's better he's come on you're better way better your team is way better off with keith yandel and you know yeah. it makes no sense not to have him there that's how i feel as well all right we're going to move on to some quick hits we're going to give our answers no explanation and then the next segment is going to be explaining our answers a little bit and getting into some depth on the questions so i'm going to start with you i'll ask you these questions let's get her going my friend all right name me three guys you're legitimately worried about already johnny hockey Timo Myers and Kabokako. Interesting. Okay. Give me three guys you're a little concerned over but not panicking about yet. Darlene, Rasmus Darlene, Carey Price, and Cam Atkinson. Three guys impressing you so far. Connor Garland, Suzuki, and Bushnevich, man. Three guys you're impressed by but not sold on yet. Uh, Anthony Sorelli, Romanov, and Kaprizov are kind of mixed, and Girard, too, is one of the other guys, too. Samuel Girard in Colorado. Three guys you, uh, that are getting no respect right now. Trocek, I find, no respect, 24% owned. Uh, we got Krejci, 17% owned. He's doing all right, too, no respect. And I got uh, Jakub Voracek, 54% owned. Having a good start. Three guys in the top power play that you're looking at right now who are owned in less than 60% of the leagues. Vinny Trocek, I always liked him. Uh, Nolan Patrick, and also uh, Mr. Tuck in Vegas. Lastly, three bold and way too early predictions for the <laughs> season right now or for a player performance. Uh, Flurry is going to be taking over the number one job in Vegas, not because of injuries, just because of his play. Uh, let's go with Romanov. is going to be on the first power play unit, taking over Shea Weber's spot with 10 goals at an 82-game season. Ooh. He's going to have 10 goals, yeah. And Cal Connor is going to win the Rocket Richard Trophy this year with Lane A gone. All right? You'll see. It. He's going to be taking over that, that right. spot. I love it. Switch it up. You do me. All right. So here we go. Number one. Name three guys you're legitimately worried about already. I got Jerry, Yandel, and Domi. Three guys you're a little concerned over, but not panicking about yet. Pedersen, Alex Petrangelo, mm-hmm. Rasmus Dahlin. Three guys impressing you so far. Nick Suzuki, Thomas Hurdle, uh, Jack Hughes. Three guys you're impressed by, but not sold on yet. Romanov, Kaprizov, Rasmus Anderson. Three guys I'm getting no respect right now. Sam Reinhardt's owned in 62% of the leagues. Just to say quickly, that's Reinhardt's playing on the first line right now. Phil Kessel, 48%. Pavel Buchnevich at 31%. Three guys on top power plays you're looking at who are owned in less, uh, in less than 60% of leagues. So Rasmus Anderson, 15%. P.K. Subban, 32%. Nolan Patrick, 12%. Three bold uh, and way too early predictions. Okay. 
P.K. Subban will score at an eight-goal, 45-point pace over the course of a full season. <laughs> Mackenzie Blackwood will finish in the top 80 in public leagues, and Let's Nick Suzuki will put up a 20 power play point pace. I like that one too, man. Yeah. All right, so let's get into this. Um, cool. Explain to me. First off, yeah, what, yeah. Do you want to go with the first one there? Three uh, guys yeah, sure. uh, I'll, I'll you're worried about? A little bit there. I took Tristan Jerry, Keith Yandel, and Max Domi. Max Domi. Uh, yeah. Tristan Jerry is off to a bad start. He is. Um, he's drafted really high too in a lot of leagues. He, he was. So. He was drafted high. I drafted him relatively high. I'm concerned because this is something that's happened in Pittsburgh in the past. Casey DeSmith has a history as a decent backup. Yeah. He's played decent hockey filling in. I don't... I saw that. I'm, I'm not throwing in the towel. I've invested heavily in, in Jerry, or heavily enough that I'm not going to throw in the towel, but I'm legitimately mm-hmm. concerned because he does look rattled, and it's like there's no safety net now. You know, there's no Matt Murray behind yeah. him. It's it's Casey DeSmith, and Casey DeSmith isn't Matt Murray, right? Like, it's not... Yeah. He doesn't have the clout anyway of Matt Murray. So mm-hmm. I'm. I, it's, it's an alarming thing to see. Um, for Keith Yandel, I explained it before, really. He's not getting much ice yeah. time. He's not getting treated well there. I don't understand it. I don't agree with it. It's concerning but The me. worst part about Yandel is, like... You're not supposed to be worried about him. It's because they're make it's the team the way they're managing it, right? It's so frustrating about Yandel. It's it's like it's, it's you're worried. It's not because of his play. It's because of how they're doing, uh, how they're handling him in Florida. You know, it's yeah. frustrating. About that's the too. thing that's the most frustrating. Yeah. Uh, and Max Domi for me as well because I just he doesn't like clearly he's he's not driving with torts. Maybe that changes. And again, Columbus is strange, man. I they don't are. know about Columbus, man. Yeah, trust me, I'm on, the, I'm on the same page as that one. They're strange in I real went, life and they're strange in fantasy. I, I, I was going to go with Domi too, to be honest. Uh, it's just, it's just for, honestly, it's the Tortorella aspect. That's yeah. just like, meh. And like only Panarin can like thrive and do what he wants in a Tortorella. Yeah, even know? Panarin wanted out, right? It's, it's <laughs> like Max Domi just got a shiny new toy that he might be playing with in Patrick Line, and I'm still mm-hmm. concerned about him. And I, I like I could, I could have put lining we'll here as well. Yeah, but the problem with the problem with once again, yeah, you got a shiny new toy, and then Tort's gonna be like, no, 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 we don't use that shiny new toy. Yeah. Get out of here, man. We exactly. don't do that like that. I mean, we don't do well, the obvious here. We want to be different, and we think, anyways. Yeah, and in Tort's defense, I mean, who the fuck's playing defense on that line, right? Like Max Domi, <laughs> Max Domi's your center <laughs> for fantasy. You want him at center because that's where he produces the most. That's where he's most effective as an offensive player. But a center needs to play two hundred feet, and in Columbus, especially that, Columbus, yeah. yeah, especially in Columbus, and seeing that guy struggle to play defense the way he does I just don't see him as a good fit at center on that team period and on on a lot of teams I understand why they wouldn't want to put him at center and I understand why the Canadians didn't want to put him at center it makes sense from a fan perspective put him there he's going to score he gets more points yeah he does but if he's bleeding chances at the other end it's not worth doing anyway I, I just think that he's he's in a difficult situation and Domi is part of it too. You know, he doesn't necessarily react the best to, to bad situations with coaches or historically anyway. And he's, he's shown he's very hot and cold with motivation. Okay. Or, or it seems that that's the reason anyway, like some seasons he, she's there to play and he kills it. And then like the majority of the other ones, he's just kind of middling or he's just, it's just not happening. So yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's a great fit there. What about your guys? Uh, yeah, I said I had said uh, Timo Myers, Capocacco, and Johnny Hawk. I'm gonna yeah, start I'm with Timo Meyer basically. It's because he's on San Jose and his plus minus is gonna get really affected. So yeah. you might get the hits and everything too, but uh, they're San Jose is not the same team that they used to be. Basically, it's just it's, it seems like it's not happening uh, this year, and they might they might do a bit of stuff, but like uh, it's just. It won't be as good as it used to be for Team of Myers. He was at a good pace too at one point. No, uh, did he? You know, did he have a thirty goal season? If I'm not mistaken, he might have. He, he had some good seasons. He's a, he's still a very talented, promising young player. Yeah. Right? Like he's entering yeah. his mid twenties like, now. If you want to hit the low, but like I said, the plus minus will get destroyed. Yeah. So that's the only thing. Uh, I put Kabo Kako because 
I don't know, everybody thought he was going to do well last year, right? It never really panned out. And this year, like, you're just, like, I'm legitimately worried about, like, how he's really going to do in this league kind of thing. That's that's why I put him there. Yeah. Like, fantasy-wise, too, obviously. it's He had a bit he's... of hope. He seemed pretty good. He seemed big and ready to go, you know? So maybe in a couple of years, he's ready to go. But Capocacco, yeah, I'm quickly... He's a bit concerning, yeah. And, like, he's yeah. not the new the new kid in town anymore. They just got a... a, a he was the number shiny two overall in the shiny again. new toys. Like the, first, yeah, yeah. the first overall <laughs> pick this year, my Ali, yeah. Alexi Lafreniere. And, like, that is interesting with, with Kako because they did... He did come... Um, he was he was supposed to be the guy that was NHL ready. He was supposed to be yeah. more NHL yeah. ready potentially yeah. than Jack Hughes because he's big, big body, he's in good shape, but yeah. it just hasn't translated yet. It's one of the so. reasons why I picked him to be like worried yeah. about it because like he's supposed last year he was supposed to be NHL ready, right? Yeah. Out of uh, you know I'm very ready. early, obviously, but yeah. Uh, and Johnny it. Hockey and I think it was you would have convincing too from the beginning of the season. I was and like I don't think I drafted him in any of my teams as well too because I just I didn't land and like uh, anyways Johnny Hockey I don't know, like. I'm kind of convinced that I, I think he's going to take a step back this year. I think Calgary is not going to look that great this year, like you said. They've I, looked good so far, and he's done pretty well so far too. Like I, I do, I had the same feeling, and I'm starting to question myself a little bit because he has four points in three games. But I do think I don't. It's he's, they're hard to gauge yeah. in Calgary, man. They're hard to gauge. No, it's just what's well, it's honestly it's like I said. It, it's just. I don't know, you sold me on, on being concerned about him at the beginning of the season, right? Yeah. So I'm just, I'm, I'm going back to it. Uh, I don't know if you had mentioned him in the first episode or not that you were worried about Johnny Hockey this year. I but I, did, uh, yeah. I remember you mentioning it when we were talking, and I like I'm, I might have to agree right now. I don't know. I saw him play a couple of times, and I'm not convinced. Anyways, maybe it's just those games he was having a bad night or something there. But yeah. uh, anyways, uh, that, that's why he just was a little slower, a little... Uh, like his tricks won't work almost, but we'll see. We'll see. It's this super early, right? Yeah. So. And my concern in general is with that core really too. And like, he's obviously he's the, the heart of that core, I think. And it's just, yeah, there's yeah. so much failure that, that, that team has gone through for so many years and they've fallen short for so many years. And like his playoff performance has been, he's got 19 playoff points in 30 games in his career, which is not what you need out of your, your top offensive star. So it just, mm-hmm. it feels like that just keeps weighing on them more and more every year. That being said, like, again, they have looked decent this, this year. So, We'll see, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I, I feel you. That's it's a bold pick too, with him starting off decent. But I like that. No, no, yeah, I see, yeah, exactly. Like I said, I'm, I, I, that's why I put him last. Like I'm just worried about. I don't, I don't, I don't I'm just. I know what you mean. mentioned him too. Yeah, I, I, know, no, I know what you mean. Yeah. And you know what? If it if he does have a really good season, you've already stated on the record that it's my fault. So we're just gonna <laughs> there. You go. Because <laughs> I believed in him before you told me you didn't believe. In him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's my fault. I swayed you. Hey, listen. Some of my predictions have been real bad, really bad so far this year. So it's uh, uh, it is what it, I mean. We're so early, yeah, but it is what it happens. Is. Yeah. No. For um, sure. Plus, like I was saying too, some teams haven't played as many games as other teams, right? So it's yeah, hard that to too. Age, right? Yeah, they've so, only played three Dallas. games too. It's been a smaller yeah. sample size for them. Yeah. Uh, so three guys I'm a little concerned over, but not panicking about yet. For me, it's Pedersen, Petrangelo, and Darlene. Mm-hmm. Um, Elias Pedersen is not looking like himself. He's just he's having a rough start to the season. He's he just got his first goal last night. I think it was last night against Montreal. Um, no power play points. He's it's a goal and an assist all season is what he's got. He doesn't he look a, like himself. He had a pretty good uh, weight change, no? Did he? I think I think yes. Yeah, I think they were talking about that. On, uh, I think it was Jay and Dan uh, that like they're making fun of like uh, uh, Elias Patterson's weight gain program or something. Let me just double check. <laughs> well, you can explain what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So Go. yeah, he's he's. Not looking like himself. He's, I thought he was going to take a, a big step forward. I thought a few guys mm-hmm. on Vancouver were going to him and him and Quinn Hughes in particular. And so they still smart, might. man, for sure. Yeah, man. They're, they're, both of those guys are so smart, and they really do have uh, high end hockey ability. It's just it hasn't. I don't know what's going on. I he stayed in Vancouver throughout the pandemic. Didn't even go home to Sweden because he wanted to stay and train and and be in his best shape mm-hmm. and as ready as possible for the season. 
mm-hmm. and early returns are not good and they're in a bit of danger like these games are crucial early season games yeah. are always crucial but in a Short condensed season. season even more so and yeah whether they're two and five i think so it's it's something i'm, I'm looking at him he's so talented that i'm i i, I i'm very confident he's going to figure it out at some point or another but the question more for me is like is that gonna carry over throughout the whole year will this be an off year for him i, I hope not i don't think so but i'm i'm yeah. it's caught my attention yeah, no, for sure. But like you said, this is you shouldn't be worried. You know, you're not yeah. panicking. I'm, I'm not panicking honest, about Elias Patterson because he's so. Talented. I don't think I'm panicking. Yeah, exactly. No. So and he's he's shown you know his his results are there in the past. It's just I I, I wanted to see him take a step forward and quicker. Yeah, instantly, exactly. Right? No, That's for it. sure. And he had that impact uh, the past two seasons too. Right. Yeah. So it's but like we said, we're not concerned. Right. We're not That's really it. not panicking yet. <laughs> no, exactly. Any luck on finding his uh, weight gain? No, they don't have it actually. They didn't write it. Basically, have a, there's an article about about his weight game. Okay. They were like, so he did have uh, a weight game. Yeah, exactly. But they didn't say how much because right he's still marked at 176 from last year. Okay. So. So yeah, he might be adjusting that. He's 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 been a like a yeah. That too might I find that some players. Yeah, so. exactly. It's just that's the 176. Well, Subban's another guy I'm going to talk about later, and he's a guy that had changed his training regimen uh, in like a few years ago, and it's. It led, in theory, anyway, it led to him being too bulky, and that's part of the reason for his downfall. I don't think it's the entire reason, but he's apparently changed yeah, you know, his well, training it's, this uh, past even summer. Even Mitch Marner was talking about like uh, with like less than ten pounds, and he wasn't a shifty kind of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean, which when you're that, it's you're a finely tuned athletes, right? So yep. that's uh, any little small little change will will have an effect. Yeah. And I think too, the best thing to do is it's just as you're training, you keep playing hockey, which they obviously do, but the, your muscles have to adapt to that too. That's, that's the worst part. Is if you if you don't focus on your hockey. Uh, um, muscle memory and stuff too with your new muscles is where it's harder to kind of get that that same smoothness that you had before and the yeah. same kind of the same effectiveness that you were doing efficiency you were using your body with you know with yeah. the extra muscle you know so it's just it's just that that's what it, it takes them getting used to and for like, sure any little change with these guys man uh, they feel it uh, yeah. it's, it's like crazy. you said they're finely tuned athletes right so it's yeah. the, the, the slightest thing if it's a little too far in one direction is a problem uh yeah, dude, for example yeah. quickly quick uh james van reese like used to put in his skates uh, instead of insoles uh you know those um the folders the uh the file folders he used to cut the shape of his insole and put it on his skate that that thin little piece of paper that's how he measures how how thick his insoles have to be kind of thing so that little thin little adjustment changes everything for him that's why wow. i saw him do that one year i don't know what what i was watching i think it would have been 24 7 yeah he had like to that. put those yeah. little folder paper you know thin uh, little fucking extra little layer you know I'm like <laughs> wow really man like that makes a difference you know so, uh, yeah. you gotta wonder like like you said they're, they're finely tuned it's very specific yeah. stuff is it superstition or does it actually so make funny. it for feel yeah. i'm sure it does you know and it's like yeah no for sure i I, and I i can vouch for that i remember i used to i used to take a half half a centimeter off my stick and i would feel like i, I yeah. would take a little thing off my stick and i'd, I'd be like no no too short too tall yeah. i used to like freak out over like a little remember that little butt end you have to put at the end of your stick that yeah. little piece too high i was like no it's too long it's too long you know i can't have that butt end you know and it was yeah. so and like i wasn't even that great you know so oh, you did pretty good man I, you played with i see where they're coming from you know we had some, uh, yeah some compared to these guys you know i'm just see where they're coming from this for sure i could see them doing no, that let me pump your tires. Right, let's get back with, let's get back with, to, no, the, play with Kalorn, topic here. played with barbaria <laughs> <laughs> so Alex Petrangelo he is a guy that I'm obviously not worried about him as a player uh, I think he's going to be fine regardless the thing that I'm, I'm monitoring he's I think he, as far as I know he's still uh, on the first power play unit Shea Theodore is out, out producing him significantly right now and Shea Theodore mm-hmm. is a very talented defenseman a very talented like, he would have been 
the undoubted guy that would be taking that role if Pet- Petrangelo hadn't been signed and like signed, yeah. he would have been good at it too. So I'm I'm monitoring that and I'm wondering if it's possible that maybe Shea Theodore overtakes him for the offensive duties a little bit. I think regardless, he's going to be giving you a half a point per game, period. But it's something mm-hmm. that I'm I'm keeping an eye on. And Darlene, I mean, we both have have Darlene on that list. Darlene's ice time has looked. Uh, scary. It's started at 25 minutes, 21 minutes, 19, well, 20 minutes, 18 and a half, and then 10 minutes he got benched uh, last game. So, you know, not the season, not the start of the season I expected him to have. I thought he was going to yeah. really take a big step forward. I know we both did this year. We thought he was going to be a, a dominant number one defenseman. He still might be, mm-hmm. but it's it's something I'm monitoring. He's so talented. Yeah. He's so good. Yeah. He's shown already how good he is in the past couple of years in his first years in the NHL. I think he's going to yeah. be fine. I'm, I'm not looking at moving him or dropping should, him. It might, but... it might be his, his age, basically. He's a little yeah. young, you know, so like it's crazy that, that I think his age is like... It helps him, and then you have the age that kind of doesn't like where it doesn't help him. It's uh, yeah. detriment, not detrimental. It's, it's a little too, uh, too well, much yeah, there, but, but yeah, like it can a, take a yeah. It can, it can affect you negatively sometimes. Yeah, and exactly. There you go. It just affects him negatively. That's uh, the age thing. You know, that's, that's why I think yeah. might have a bit of the uh, the effect on that. Yeah, that's your. Take those are good picks, right? man. Yeah, well, Darlene too. I think that's the biggest one too. That, that I had him there too, right? So that's, that's where I had the same thing. I think also that's why going back to my list here. Yeah. Uh, Carey Price, man. Uh, he's like slightly struggled for uh, for his save percentage. I know they're winning and stuff too there, but they're, like. Yeah, that's like uh, just the goals, the goals against average. I, I want him to tighten everything up. I hope he, I think, I think he should be fine. You know what I mean? Like throughout the whole season, you know. So, I'm glad you brought him up because that is a very yeah. good one to choose. I, I feel the same way. I think he's going to figure it out. Um, I did think that this was probably going to be. Well, I thought it was going to be the year that having a better team in front of him, he wasn't going to have that slow start. Now it's looking like you know maybe it's. I that's just think just an it's. Undeniable I think trend. it's. I think it's a, um, it's just the way the league. You know, at the beginning of the, of the season, there's a bunch of goals. It's just, just yeah. it's just the way the league's going. It's just, it's, it's gonna slow down a bit. Teams are gonna get tighter defensively, yeah. and I think it's gonna, that's where it's gonna really benefit Price too. You know yeah. what I mean? So I think, anyways, I'm not worried about it. I, no, I, 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 I don't uh, even have him on one of my teams, but just because I, I've been watching him and yeah. we're in Montreal, right? And he does so. like he looks, he looks solid, but he does look like he's fighting it a little bit. Like he just, he doesn't mm-hmm. look like he's, um, like settled in completely yet. He's not in the zone quite yet yeah but he's still yeah, solid exactly. like sean tierney uh posted something on twitter talking about how much the montreal canadians are projected he's a, an advanced stats guy and okay. montreal is projected to finish first in the league even with price playing at this level like at, at a solid okay. like average kind of level or if you want i know he's probably a save percentage is under at below average but if he keeps playing mm-hmm. good enough right now it is yeah but like i think it's, it's gonna come back it's it's, yeah, got exactly. it. it's, it's just it's gonna uh, that's why i'm saying like i'm not worried about that no. like he's gonna get back to that between 915 to 920 that, save percentage. yeah that's what I, uh, I think he's gonna get to uh yeah as well we'll see but i, I do think he's gonna end up having a season that, that falls in that range and yeah, he's he's Carey Price. I'm not I'm not worried about yeah. him, but yeah, it's something to monitor because his he has yeah. started the season statistically not looking amazing, and yeah, he hasn't mm-hmm. looked amazing to the eye either. But he's gonna figure mm-hmm. it out. He always does. It's it's he the only the question is like he hasn't had great fantasy seasons in the past few years. So the question is, will that continue with a much better team in front of him? Again, I, clearly we both don't think that it does. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and my last guy was uh, Cam Atkinson. Basically, he's starting yeah. to pick it up a bit more here. So like it's a uh, kind of. Uh, out of the blue there it's not the best pick to have there but like you're not panicking yet but you can probably start panicking when he starts doing bad in a couple weeks there if he does there that's that's, yeah. that's just like my my guts I'm on the fence with basically yeah for I feel the same about yeah. uh, Atkinson yeah. All right, let's move on to uh, to some positivity here. Who the hell wrote these questions? They're so negative to start. Let's go to uh, three guys <laughs> impressing you so far. I'm going to start with mine. Um Nick Suzuki. I mean, oh yeah. I'm a Habs fan. I it's been 
such a joy to watch this team play. And Nick Suzuki in particular has been phenomenal. This guy has is that a seven-game point streak. He has not had a game without a point yet this year. He's got four power play points in that span. He just he looks like he's on the verge of stardom. If he's not already there yet, it's early to say, but it, he's been so good. Um, Thomas Hurdle. That's the right step, you know. It's nice to see. Yeah, it is. It's 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 really nice to see. Um, Thomas Hurdle has had a very nice start too. He's had a couple games without points, but mm-hmm. he really came out of the gate flying. He's a guy who he's got great underlying numbers and he does the little things right. And it really it, he's better than you think he is even I know actually not you because you've always been a big Thomas Hurdle fan but yeah, in general I think yeah. he, he's underrated he does more the injuries for man. his team the yeah injuries. I know he's, but he's he's done a lot better with that like he's uh, mm-hmm. he, I've looked in recent years and he's he's been much more reliable with less injury issues so I don't know I like Thomas Hurdle I like the start that he had and I think he's going to have a very good season um, and aside from that Jack Hughes I'm just going to say like Jack Hughes has arrived yeah. I, I'm not yeah. that's a guy I'm, it's, that's, I don't think he's that's good, too hot man. of a take he's he's here what do you got? Jack Hughes. Uh, yeah, so I had, obviously, we've got the same Suzuki there. Yeah. Uh, I got Connor Garland as one of my guys, too. That, uh, this guy just keeps scoring. He's on uh, Arizona, Connor Garland. Uh, yeah. And he, he plays a bit of power play power play time here and there, too. So it's just, uh, I don't know, I find he finds the back of the net. Uh, he'll, uh, last year, he just had, a, I think, a, a couple of hat-tricks, too, last year at one point within, like, two weeks or something. He was just doing really, really well for that. Uh, he's not super old, but, uh, yeah, I don't he's know. Talented, just talented impressed guy. me. What's that? He's a talented guy. He's a talented small player. Yeah, and, it's a, uh, yeah, it's just impressed me. You know what I mean? Like yeah, last me week he played well. It's just uh, out of the gate. He's got six points right now out of the gate. So two goals, four assists. So I don't know. I don't know if he's going to hold. He's going to keep going that that strong. But uh, it's been impressive. Yeah, the other one was. It's uh, just quickly on Connor Garland. It's he's he's yeah. twenty four. Like last year, if I'm not mistaken, was his first like real full season I think yeah 68 games last year before that he had yeah. a 47 game campaign under his belt but like he, he, he splashed into the scene last year it's wow six points in five games I didn't realize he was off to that good of a start he's yeah so yeah he's impressed he's yeah I was like oh it's nice to see man and like because yeah. I I saw I one year at one point last year he's, he's he got picked up a bunch of times and like people were believing him kind of thing you know and like he's yeah. uh he just he just scored a bit you know yeah and my other guy was Pavel Buch- uh, Pavel Buchnevich, uh, nice. which uh, we've always—I know you liked him too. We've always liked him for a bit there. He, he had a nice stretch of two games. Two, he had a, one game was two goals, one assist, three points, plus two. Uh, he had five shots as well. He's not a guy to really shoot that that much. He's getting good ice time, so he's, uh, if he can keep going, I don't know. He's, he's been impressing me a bit this year, and uh, I don't know. He's impressed me too. I, I want to um, see, see him play. I want to see him play a bit more on the power play. That's about it. You know? Yeah, I'd like nice. that too. But he's. I mean, there's so much, um, so many moving parts for that team offensively, and like it's, it's even on defense. You know, between. I mean, thankfully, sorry, I shouldn't. I shouldn't say thankfully, but Tony D'Angelo has been scratched because he's a fucking idiot. Um, and uh, there's a lot like between him and Adam Fox. Even there's a, uh, there's. Like you, they're two talented guys, and you don't necessarily know where the offense is going to go. And it's similar on, mm-hmm. on, on at forward. He's had a lot of ice time, and it sounds like the coach is really big on him. The coach was singling him out in training camp. In training camp, that's yeah. what I was going to say too. Yeah, he's had exactly, uh, so. historically, yeah. he's had like slow starts to the season, and this year he's uh, yep. the quote was the guy that's jumping out to all of us is Buchnevich. Obviously, he had a real good uh, good second half last year. This is the best camp mm-hmm. he's had since I've been here. I've loved the way he's played in scrimmage. I love the play, way to play the way he played in scrimmage. I just love the that the the way things are going for him. Uh, he and I have had long conversations about what his abilities are, and we certainly know what he's capable of doing. I'm excited for the fact it looks like he's got a chance to maximize his potential for a full season as opposed to just half. So he believes yeah. that he's got a. a it's, he talks about him like he thinks he can be close to a star caliber player, and he does have that that skill and that that 
ability in him, I think. I don't know if he'll be a bona fide star, but I, I think he's he's got a lot more in him than, than people are realizing right now. We'll see in the shortened season, you know. Yeah. So Yeah. The guy was saying uh, the coach was saying that it's uh, it might just it might not just be half this season. So this is fifty six games, it's just over half or like a little bit over anyways, it's ten games over half, let's say, you know. So yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see. Yeah. So three guys uh, that I'm impressed by but not sold on yet. I got Alex Romanov. Yeah, I had him too. Alex Romanov, man. He's uh yeah. I I can't remember the last time I saw a guy step in with this much poise. Um and there, I I mentioned this before that there's so much mystery surrounding his game that well, offensively anyway, I should say specifically offensively. Like he played a very that's, sheltered what's role. What's cool in the is that's what you see on the ice and that's what the 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 all the scouts are telling you too. You yeah, know what I mean? that's what's cool to see. It's just it's it's like it's I don't know. It's it's, it's nice to see. It's a uh, it's mysterious. It you is. Know? It's, like it's, it's weird that in this day and age that it, things can be that mysterious. I guess moving forward with the the drafts coming up, we'll have a lot of mystery too because of the COVID. Oh, yeah. But he, who do you keep? Also, who do you keep? Right? The uh, yeah yeah the expansion draft too. Yeah, right? that's going to so. be a whole other thing. Thankfully, he's not going to be eligible to be exposed. But like he's played so good and looks so good and looks so comfortable and he's looked good on offense they've got him playing on the power play and he's he's looking he reminds me of a young drew dowdy like he he moves really well out there offensively and he, he has a his, his hockey sense in general is so strong that i'm looking at him and like well what the hell does this kid have in him offensively because like he wasn't reported to have a very high offensive ceiling but we also mm-hmm. didn't get a chance to see him like he only really played in that role at the world juniors where he did well in the khl mm-hmm. they were sheltering the hell out of him they knew he was coming to montreal they weren't mm-hmm. giving him many minutes um but now he's got that opportunity and it's amazing he's doing this well when he hasn't had the t- the practice in the KHL to get there like he's he has too much mystery to, to touch on him but he's really impressed me so far and I'm watching him he's getting shots he's getting hits not a ton of points he throws, but... he throws the body yeah he throws yeah. the body around man yeah no, it's just what's well, just it's just nice to see because the defensemen they're not meant to flash sorry they're not meant to show you how flashy they can be it's just more how they play the game exactly. how smart they are and like if they can just drive the play and make yeah. the right passes you know if you don't notice a defenseman that's usually when they're doing well technically yeah. right yeah. so that's that's anyways it's, it's nice to see that with Romanov actually kind of is. starting to happen you know it's just like all right this is you can see there's something here you know yeah. so it's I, cool to yeah, see I totally agree with that Kaprizov I put in here I, the the explanation is I don't I'm not sold that he's a star yet he probably is yeah. I'm close to being sold that he's a star because he's a really good player and it looks like he's transitioned to the NHL pretty freaking smoothly so far um, yeah. but I'm just I want a bit more time to see if he really is able to maintain that over a full season I'm putting my money mm-hmm. on yes but this also, I was going to say for Kaprizov, last five games, LA, LA, Anaheim, Anaheim, San Jose, right? So that's yeah. just the teams they're playing, maybe. Has, uh, anyways, yeah, uh, it hasn't been a great... I mean, Minnesota's had a really hot start, which I love seeing. Yes. I do this every year. We talk about this every year. I love that Minnesota always scraps. They you look if People look at their roster and like, well, they're, they're, this is the year. They're going to fall off and be terrible. And they <laughs> never do. They yeah, always stay around. Mix. So it's... Yeah. I There's no Devin that. Dubnik, too, this time. So no Devin Dubnik, be, but Cam Talbot. Is he? Mm. Remember that run uh, Cam Talbot had with Edmonton in the playoffs like six years ago? Yeah, it's you pretty, know, uh, you did well. You yeah. could just, you know, bring that over to the, to the Minnesota Wild. Yeah. Maybe it's fun. recency bias, but I think he's a pretty good goalie. Uh, and he did have a great year last year, actually. He did uh, He did play very well as the one He B. came back, yeah, and when he yeah. came back, yeah, we started playing more games. Yeah. yeah. Um, and aside from that, Rasmus Anderson, and he's getting the top it's funny, power because I got the same guys as you, basically. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> Um, Anderson, we, we, we agree on a lot of these things. Like we should say, yeah. you know, like we come to these conclusions independently a lot. So it's, 
It'll be easier. We'll get through these things quicker because we don't have to talk about mm-hmm. them as much. But Anderson, yeah, well, I got a couple of extra guys here. That, yeah, uh, for sure. I'm going to add because they were like my fourth guys, fourth and third guys, and now I'm just going to add them on. Just Perfect. To, yeah, let's do it. Go Anderson, on, Anderson, he's just he's getting top power play. I like that man. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Three points in three man. games so far. Like I, I, he's a talented offensive defenseman, and I think this is going to be his coming out party this year. I'm pretty confident on him too. I'm. Uh, I'm looking at getting him in a few leagues. If I wasn't so stubborn on holding on to PK Subban, because I think PK, I want him to have a really good season this year, <laughs> or even a good season, and I, I feel like he can do it. If I wasn't so stubborn holding on to him, I would probably drop him in one of my leagues and pick up. Yeah, but sometimes, uh, Anderson. if like I said, if you want to just keep to your to your keep to your guns, keep to your strategy, keep yeah. your guys you know, as long thing as to you do can, right you know. So yeah, yeah. So start the see. year. You don't want to panic. Uh, not too bad. Yeah. All right. So it's pretty much we had almost the same guys with Kaprizov and Romanov and stuff too. So I'm going to add here. Um, well, I had Anthony Sorelli basically. So Anthony Sorelli, yeah, like I just want to see more from him too. Tapa, there's too many guys too. A lot of people are, I think he's getting picked up a bit too. So like uh, he seems to be getting, let me see his ice time, ice time too. So yeah, exactly. It seems to be going up a bit too. 21 minutes, uh, 18, 17. He started off at 14 at the beginning of the season, you know, so it's, it's going up. So, but uh, we'll see because them too, they have a lot of uh, players that are out this, uh, well, Kucherov that are out, that he's out this year. So maybe a couple guys can kind of step up, but uh, just not yet. I don't know. It's just nothing yet. Uh, he's just, I don't know. We'll, we'll see with him too. And that's just, just extra guys. That's, I'm not, and Gerard actually starting to get more and more sold on him, Samuel Gerard for mm-hmm. Colorado, but the Kel McCarr is always in front of him, right? Yeah. So it's uh, maybe maybe if McCarr gets hurt a little bit, he can really take over. That's where we'll really test him, but uh, yeah, just uh, you got to wait a bit, you know? It's yeah. just not sold on yet. We'll see what's happening, you know? They have an embarrassment yeah. of riches on the blue line, which is a change because that was one area that needed a bit of work, and now like with Devin Taves, the emergence of Sam Gerard, they're going to have Bowen, like Bowen Byram's already getting in the lineup, I think. It's like whoa, this team is is crazy good. They're well, missing a bit of sandpaper, maybe, but they're they're yeah. Really, well, Duncan really Siemens good. would have fixed that sandpaper. Okay. If I have to uh, to comment on one thing, is that Duncan Siemens he really mishandled that one. <laughs> oh god. Sorry, uh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, we have a whole. Uh, <laughs> All right, we've so had a whole run over to the uh, three guys that get no respect. Uh, yeah, I, yes, I like your yes. picks actually. Thank you. So, Bring uh, back to actually, do you want to start off with yours or? Yeah, sure. Three guys uh, that I see getting no respect. I said Sam Reinhardt at sixty-two percent owned. Buffalo clearly is having a slow start to the year, but he's playing on the top line. The top line has been firing. He's got good chemistry with the with Eichel and Taylor Hall. Eichel. Um, and I think he's on the top power play unit as well. So it, it doesn't make sense to me that you've got him at sixty-two percent owned and. Um, Olafson at 72% owned. I don't mm-hmm. see that big of a gap between them at all. If anything, I think it should be the other way around by a little bit. I like Olafson a lot, I should say, as well. I like that whole top six. I think that there's there's good potential there. A little worried about the division. Um, yeah, well, it's Olafson too. It's, it's, uh, he impressed last year, right? There's a little less... Um, uh, not, not experience. There's just less of a... Like his resume is less less yeah. padded, you know what I mean? And he he's looks just good got in less short time, to show, yeah. right? Than than uh, than Reinhardt, and yeah. Reinhardt's getting no respect right now because he's shown he can play in this league a bit, you know. Yeah. So it's just, but Olsen, man, he just scores, right? Oh so yeah, it's he's, just, he's a great little player. I uh, gotta love those goals, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I had uh, Kessel at forty eight percent. I mean, Kessel's already starting to score goals. He's not going to have the same season he had last year. Like if, if mm-hmm. I will at forty eight percent owned, he is absolutely someone that's not getting enough respect. He's going to need to be yeah. owned in more leagues than that. He's owned in pretty much every league I'm in. Um, but he's, uh, yeah, I mean, he's Phil Kessel, man. Like, you don't, yeah. like, go look at his stats outside of last year, 
and then go look if he's available in your fantasy league because he's he's gonna have a bounce back this year. He's already started to. Uh, Buchnevich as well. We already got into Buchnevich, so yeah, I'm gonna toss it yeah, over you. that's true. Yeah, exactly. That's a good call. Yeah, no respect, but we we like him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so for my picks, uh, yeah, well, I got I got a couple of low guys here with uh, with uh, David Krejci, right? One of the That's he's only seventy percent old, and yeah. uh, I think his points got like four points. It's just a good guy to have depth wise. If you're looking for a guy to either fix up an injury problem or something, he might get you a couple points here and there. You know, just uh, he's they always they, they always use him in key situations too. He's playing at the end of the games uh, when they're trying to kill penalties too. Like they they believe in Krejci, so it's not the guy just. Gets no respect. 17 just low, I find. You know, yeah, I it know, is. I don't know. Year in, year out, yeah. he's one of the best streamer options available. Yeah, that's yeah. true, actually. Uh, another one would be Vinny Trocek. I think uh, hopefully this year he can kind of click. Caroline hasn't so. played too, too much. He's only 24% owned. So that's another guy, too, that uh, you look at. Uh, he'll probably be available. Uh, and he plays on the power play, too. He's, I think, he, was he playing top line, too, or he's top two, actually? I'm losing my thought here because I have anyways uh, he's, he's going to be up there for for for, for the uh, time on ice and everything I just want to skip him because I find that the least respect people are giving is Voracek man he's only 54% owned man I can't believe that man. my boy uh, how how top line second power play unit potential to go into the first yeah. you know what I mean he's, he's 54 is low man 54% owned if, if Voracek's available in your league uh, look at picking him up if if you have the hits category kind of sealed up too. That's yeah, the only thing. That's for sure. Yeah. Why he gets, but still, like he's, he's putting up four check uh, points, man. Uh, he can put up at a nice pace too, man. And he Voracek, gets going. I think still has a point per game in him in the right situation. Like I really don't yes, think sir. he's and then like yeah. twenty power play, twenty plus power play points over an eighty-two game season. I should say. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I really, he's a guy who has up and down years, and this seems to happen every time he has up and down years. Like the next year yeah. after a bad down year, it's like oh, it's Voracek, whatever Voracek, and then he has a good year, and it's like oh, Voracek's yeah. great, and then the next year you make the mistake. But yeah, yeah. I like him a yeah. lot. Yeah, I'm this year. He's plays, 54 is a little low. Like, uh, yeah, big time. I don't know. I, don't know. Just, I, I, just, I, I, I don't know. I saw that. I was like, wow, no respect. No respect. Yeah, you know? I, I agree <laughs> with that. I think I think he should be at least in the high 60s, if not in the 70s, personally, anyway. that's mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. I would value him at that level. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right, well, let's go uh, to the three guys that uh, they're on your top, yes. that are on the p- top power plays or uh, less than 60% owned. Yeah, so I got Rasmus Anderson yeah. at 15%. Well, that's always good. Yeah, I was, we, we spoke about him before, yeah. too. And, exactly. Yeah, it's, he's, he's, he's playing on that top power play unit, right? So it's... Yeah. Uh, I think they're using him. They're using him. So and he, that's a good like power play unit too, right? Like you've like got that, a lot yeah. of talent on there. When that gets, it's it's been one of the better ones in the league over the past few years, I think. So it's when that gets rolling mm-hmm. with Lindholm and Monahan and and Goudreau, I mean, typically mm-hmm. it was Giordano getting that those points, and now uh, Anderson's in line to get that. So at fifteen percent owned, you if you need a defenseman, go find Rasmus. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. PK Subban, I already voiced my 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 heart yeah. wants this one as well as my <laughs> brain. It's not just I'm not just being. Uh, objective here but uh i think he's he's he looks like a much better player this year than last year certainly and that's a relatively low bar to cross but he's he's it's he's not that far removed from being a legitimate impact player um he's what 32 or he's turning 32 i think this summer 59 point season uh three years ago if you're including this year so like last year 18 points in 68 games the year before that 31 and 63 which is still close to to half a point per game it's basically half a point per game and then 59 and 82 he's had issues with his training like i mentioned and it sounds like he's changed that he's slimmed down um and he looks like a better player i'm waiting to see the results on that i'm not 100 sold jersey's going to be in tough with that division but i i mm-hmm. you know once a star always a threat and i might lean on that too heavily it might fuck me over this year because i feel like that with with price and with Bobrovsky and stuff too but i i 
I'm, I'm hoping, you know. And then Nolan yeah, Patrick well, at 12%. I'm going to say this yep. too. P.K. Subban, former Norris Trophy winner. There you go. Okay. That's true. So like I said, once, what was that expression? Said, once a star, always once a threat. Once a star, always a threat. Yeah, so, uh, you know. Uh, you, can't, uh, you can't discount him completely. And I don't think you should, especially he's going to be – he's a better player this year than he was last year so far, and I think it's, it's safe to say that that's going to be the case throughout the season. Wow. Eight Nolan, years ago, he won that thing. Dang. Yeah. Nolan Crazy. Patrick is 12% owned. He's back. He's had tons of uh, health issues in the past, unfortunately. He's had the, the Weird, migraine strange issues. ones, man. Yeah. First power play unit, too. I First love that, man. Nolan unit. Patrick was one of my picks, too, man. Yes, he's, sir. Uh, I'm watching this guy. <laughs> yeah. He's never had the opportunity to really get his development nope, on track nope, with the injuries he's dealt with from his draft year to his first mm-hmm. every year. It's been something, it seems like. So this is an opportunity. If he can stay healthy, he's centering the second line and centering the top power play on a team that historically, and again this year, has all the weapons to have a very good power play. So he's yeah. he's put in a good position there at 12%. If you need a guy, uh, keep an eye on him at the very least. If you're in public leagues, Speaking of which, I don't know about it, but keep Philly's an eye. power play, I'm looking at it right now, man. Uh, their second power play unit is Kevin Hayes in the middle, Ivan Provorov on the left wing, Favreby on the right, and then Gustafsson and Voracek in the back end. Do you say Ivan Provorov on the left wing? Yeah. I don't know if this is a mistake or something. See when they, they got him it's on projected the... lineups January 23rd. Wow, I wonder if they <laughs> that got was yesterday. That's interesting. We should have looked into that. I wish we had seen that before. That would have been that's, Me that's too, because cool. I'm looking right now at Jakub Voracek. I wanted to see if he was on the uh, second or first power play unit. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think he'll be moved back eventually, <laughs> I, probably, anyway, unless they've got two that are firing on all cylinders. Who do you got? I have... Uh, oh, we, we discussed Nolan Patrick. Me, Trotrek, too, we had discussed before. Two innings yeah. on the first power play unit as well. Yes, so, uh, like, uh, I think I think he's going to start scoring a bit more, too. But my big one was, uh, was uh, Alex Tuck. I think uh, he's going to be useful for hits, and uh, they're just giving him a bigger role. And yeah. I'm, I'm hoping he takes the next step kind of thing, you know? Might not be a super, super flashy player, but uh, I don't know. He's an all-around good player. Really, yes. that's, it's the hits, too. If uh, Most public leagues have hits, right? So that's another thing to do. To, kind of help out and Vegas is a good team in general so it's plus minus won't get affected that that much so no that'd be like my not. my thought he's only what he said it's at 14 percent or whatever yeah. it's it's pretty low too right so I'm just looking for guys that you know might for sure be there you know yeah he's a guy that I think should have a career of putting up like 20 goals 50 something points consistently mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. and get mm-hmm. you some hits and shoot you know like he's a he should be a, a decent player still mm. Yeah, so I don't know Vegas guys too. Vegas guys have a bit of success. I find it's pretty yeah. cool. Well, one thing that's interesting uh, is Chandler Stevenson centering that top line. Centering the top, so yeah, yeah, strange because mm-hmm. he's just not. It's it's just interesting to me. You don't see that very often because he's not a no. your typical top six player. But no, yeah. <laughs> then again, what is uh, normal nowadays? There you go. Yeah, Cody Glass. <laughs> I imagine will take that spot eventually. He's finally back. Yeah, he's back in the lineup. Uh, he played last game. Yeah, they scratched so. him. I think. Eh? Yeah, he's on the uh, taxi squad at yeah. one point. So even that too, he was NA. Why don't you put him on IR taxi squad? Like, like give him some. Yeah. Like, give. Let me put him on my IR or something. I don't know. That's grinding my gears. Yeah, get your shit together, <laughs> Yahoo. Um, uh, okay, three bold and way too early predictions. I had PK Subban will score at an eight goal, forty five point pace. Clearly, I don't need to explain this any further. Mackenzie Blackwood will finish in the top 80 in public leagues. This is another bold one, and it's a really bold one, I think, because New Jersey's in a difficult situation. They're in the toughest division yeah. in the league. I don't know the odds <laughs> of this happening. It's a hot take, a very hot take. And this one, that. I think, is more reasonable. Suzuki putting up a 20 power play point pace. So, like, over the course yeah, of an 82-game like season, I think he's going to put up uh, the equivalent of 20 power play points this year, and I think that's more mm-hmm. attainable. Yeah. 
These are bold predictions, right? Yeah, so, exactly. So I'm going to go also from not so bold to kind of bold. So yeah, uh, Fleury taking go. over in uh, in uh, in Vegas. Elaborate on that just... one. I want to hear your your thoughts on that. <sighs> well, basically they're sp- they're spinning up the first uh, what is it? The first half of the season, they're going to be going one goal to the next, right? So I'm just I don't know. I'm just thinking in the long run, uh, you think Fleury you might, might just do his due diligence and play the. Not the backup goalie necessarily, but just the team goalie. He's he's a team player and everything too. And like uh, I don't know, not that I'm not convinced about Leonard. Leonard got drafted really high up, so that's why I'm saying it's it's it's, it's that's why I'm calling it. You know what I mean? Because people really believe that Leonard would be the guy. Yeah. So I'm just I don't know. More Fleury, than I, I think, think Fleury still has something to give. Yeah, exactly. More than we were and comfortable like, with. Yeah. Yeah, so they, they like I said, they're splitting up right now, and uh, I don't know. Like I guess it's a bull prediction, right? I don't yeah. think Leonard's gonna gonna give up. I, th- I think Leonard's gonna be the first. He's gonna be the first goalie man. He's gonna he's gonna be the guy to go to. I think. Yeah, but you're not wrong. It's, it's it's a it is, a, and it's not even that hot of a take because again, it's Mark Andre Fleury. Like he's yeah. he's a good goalie, and he's in a, he's, he's one of the best tandems in the entire league. Such so a if good gonna team do it, player too, yeah. right? So I, I think like he'll just thrive in that spot too. Like if he has to, he'll play. He, he plays. He plays does his job no matter what. You know, I yeah. just like that about him. So he's always got that big smile. You know, I'll so. never forget it. We were in a public league, or uh, no, not a public league. I think it was a, a big league, like a big roster league. And Mark Andre Fleury was still up there at almost 200 overall. Like, and that's, <laughs> I mean, we had already had our goalies and everything, but no it was respect just like, holy much? shit. No. Yeah, no one's given this guy time of day. If I knew he was going to last that long, I would have fucking waited to get another goalie. Waited a bit to get your yeah. third goalie, if anything. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, so I got my second one. Uh, Ronov's gonna start playing the first power play mm, and get us uh, nice. a little ten goal pace at an eighty-two game season, which should be kind of cool. Maybe fifteen goals. Cool. That'd be, uh, you know, we have, like we said, he wasn't supposed to really be that player, but uh, both predictions, man. Yeah. So uh, I mean, he, we just, right I don't know, I'm super optimistic about him. And yeah. this one, because basically people don't freaking draft Kyle Connor. He scores goals, man. He's, he's just he's such a good player. I don't know, man. And like, like I said, Laney's not there anymore. So like mm-hmm. I think with Laney not being there anymore, he's gonna start just being relied upon a bit more this guy he's just he's a goal scorer i think he's gonna win that rocket uh, rocket richard trophy man i don't know you think I so eh? i don't know i'm just i'm just like, <laughs> that's yeah, that's man. a hot it's, one that's a bull one. Oh yeah yeah but because nobody drafted this guy man he, he doesn't get enough he, he got not, not, not nobody drafted he he got drafted low for a fucking dude they're here let me let 31 34 38 that's his last three season goals yeah. 31 34 38 man and Come 38 on. was last year right last year how many exactly games? So seventy-one games. There you go. So <laughs> you know. Yeah, anyway, so uh, that's that's player. it's bold, but uh, it's probably my boldest one. But I think uh, I just want him to do it, man. I've, 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 how much? How long have this been? Like two, three, four, three years now. I've been going for Cal Connor, rooting Cal-Connor for him yeah. since the cafe for uh, twenty sixteen. Yeah, yep. the cafe. <laughs> so the cafe uh, owned and ran a cafe for a few years there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good times. Cafe good times. Stressful times. Good times. <laughs> Okay, so, so yeah, that, that takes us to the yeah. elaborating on our quick hits. Uh, we're going to move on to some hockey talk, some, some just legitimate, non-fantasy-related Shoot, hockey talk. Shooting the shit hockey so, talk. We had had a good conversation about uh, Suzuki and Galchenyuk, and the way we tied this together, we were talking about how alarming it's been that Galchenyuk dropped off the way that he has in the time frame that he's dropped off in. Um, and it's been an alarming drop-off. He got traded to the Coyotes there. And yeah. put up 41 points in 72 games. Since then, like it's been 17 points in 45 games with Pittsburgh, seven points in 14 games with the Wild, and didn't make the opening night roster on Ottawa, though he did score in his first game. Um, yeah. And we were talking about how Montreal has had, you know, these talented young players that you're looking forward to in the past and you're excited about, but that it seems like now with guys like Suzuki, with Romanov, and even Kokniemi, you've got guys that. 
have a, you have a little bit more faith in than you did with those guys. You got excited about guys yep. like Galchenyuk in the past because you you know he was he was the the best you had, but there's just that extra gear to some of the prospects that we have now or that the Canadians have now, I should say. Very true, and the hockey IQ is yep. what is driving that extra gear, man. Yeah, that's, that's and it's just seeing the game differently and it's just controlling because the game is so much faster. But if you can play smart with the speed, that's where you're gonna cash. Yeah. And Gachanik's not. That's what's happening with Suzuki. Yeah, exactly. Gachanik's not the fastest skater. Nick Suzuki's not the fastest skater either. Nick Suzuki oh, processes yeah. the game at an elite level, and Gachanik yeah. never was able to do that. Um, it's just an alarm. I mean, Gachanik had 30 goals, I think, by the time he was 22. I want to say. Um, it's it's just a really alarming drop off. There was reason to to be excited about him, but again, the hockey yeah, sense. 21, 22. Yeah. yeah, the hockey sense yeah. never seemed to to come with the the raw talent. Yeah, so what we're trying to say exactly. What we're trying to compare is that Gauchenya kind of had the skill. If he had a bit more hockey IQ, he might mm-hmm. have been way more effective right now yeah. in the league. You know, so that's that's where I don't know if if he had just that extra little vision for the game. Okay, see right now I had, I looked a little bit here. I find I was going to make this comparison, and in the OHL uh, Suzuki wasn't much of a a huge goal scorer, right? He's a mix of a playmaker and got points and stuff too. So I find that Galchenyuk is more of a was technically like a, a goal scorer. We're looking at him to get a bit more goals than yeah. than just the playmaker, right? So I find the goal scorers usually have a little less hockey IQ. They play on the wing kind they of thing with Galchenyuk, you too. know. So it's just that's uh, anyways. I, I, I'm looking at the stats right now, and the OHL stats kind of prove that to me. Is that uh, once it's uh, you have that um, you're, you're seen as a goal scorer or whatever you want to call it, you're you're locked into that that type of player. That's where the hockey coach kind of loses itself, and you're looking to just get the puck and and shoot and figure it out. You know what yeah. I mean? You you that's your job, you know. So I find that the other aspect of the game doesn't grow after they they get used to scoring so much, and then when you need them to to start playing the defensive game and getting the pucks and everything too, it just doesn't come as easily because it was so easy before in the OHL, but now the NHL comes into play, and it's just that much harder for them to adapt, and the goals aren't are not coming, and when goal scorers don't score, that's where they start going downhill and downhill, right? So if that's your, I mean, and look, that 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 is the mo for some goal scorers is that they're they score mm-hmm. goals, that's their job, they're graded and they do it well. But again, like you said, once that starts to to slip, if you don't have mm-hmm. other high-end skills to to complement it it does you can see a quick fall from from grace here and then and, and that's why ovi is not falling from grace because yeah, he ran he vamped a, up he revamped his defensive game man you know at the beginning he was really all offense oh, yeah. right really giving yeah. his goal but then he started slowly well, revamping and especially. getting his playmaking skills together too and his yeah. defensive game was really there like um, especially when they won the cup and everything it's yeah. just he was it's just so nice to see him just evolve that way you know Big it's time. really cool yeah he's uh yeah he's obviously one of the one of the there's several exceptions to the rule, but yeah, he's, yeah. He's one and everybody was doubting him too. I love the he'll never keep hitting that way. He can't score that pace. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's uh, gonna wear out his body and blah blah blah. And look at him now, man, just such yeah. a machine. He is. I'm so happy I got to see this guy play his whole career from the juniors oh, on up, it, and I just like I'm pretty grateful for that to be honest, man. Like, How yeah, long man. ago does it feel? Or feel like since he scored that amazing goal falling down against uh, on F- the Phoenix Arizona Coyotes, there, uh, not even in front of Wayne Gretzky. If, if it feels, yeah, it feels, if I was in high school, right, I was yep. unbelievable how that. Oh, that's just 2006, oof. I think. 06? Yeah, it was, maybe it was uh, 05. 06. It might have even been 05. Maybe. Well, what's great was just in front of Wayne Gretzky, which is always fantastic. Nope. <laughs> but no, it feels like uh, forever ago. Me, it's more. Remember, I told you when he played in the World Juniors in Montreal and he shushed the cloud, cl- crowd with his tinted visor and everything, too? <laughs> yeah. He was just. He was a riot, man. He, he just was. came on the scene strong and just. I don't know, man. I like this guy. 
yeah. from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> How could you not? You know, like it's he's it's, it's just incredibly talented. I was looking at his visor too recently. Actually, it's funny you mentioned that the mirrored visor. I was I had a, a yeah. memory. Uh, I had a memory about it, and I was like, is that that actually happened? Like, did did he wear a mirrored visor? And he oh, did. Yeah. Like, it, that's, oh yeah. That's and he made it. Uh, he made it his own too, man. Like, uh, yeah. He's I don't know. Just it was only his really first year, like, apparently, though. The mirrored one. Yeah. Yeah, then he just got the tinted one after yeah, that. I think there was some yeah, black, about really it. black tinted visors, so people couldn't see his eyes. I think they yeah. actually uh, they might have made a rule against that. They might have, yeah, uh, yeah, because uh, it screws it up like people's Robocop. eyes and stuff too. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just goes to show, man, that uh, you just gotta have that drive as a player, and yeah. uh, if you're committed to uh, the defensive part of the game, uh, it's gonna do you some good in the long run. Yeah. So that's why Suzuki is on the right path. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, this year. Ottawa is playing, you know, they're losing, but they're playing yeah. better than anyone expected. Right. <laughs> Putting up a fight. They beat Toronto, okay? Yeah. That's all that counts. That's all, yeah. That's okay. Season's over. Care for these, all the other games, won. yeah. <laughs> well, it's cool to see all the young players actually contributing a bit more, too. And yeah. uh, Jake Batherson, too, is playing a bit, uh, some good hockey. Josh Norris, nice too. To see. Yeah, so it's uh, it's gonna be interesting to see, man. So, but yeah, Ottawa with Matt Murray in the back too. Like, uh, four years from now, he's got what a four or five year contract. So, like, I'll see what he does back, like when that comes, you know. So we'll see. It's a big uh, year for Ottawa him. Could be interesting because he could, in theory, be exposed in the uh, expansion draft. Yeah. And yeah. if he has a, a rough year this year, he probably will be. Um, mm-hmm. but it's Matt Murray, right? Like, if, if he can find his game again, like uh, he. Could be an excellent goalie for them as they yeah. enter their their um, you know enter their window or start knocking on the window, whatever you want to call it. He's still young and he's he's proven he can be elite in both the regular season and playoffs. It's just a matter of finding the way to do that season to season and of finding his game again. So he's uh, he's an interesting one for sure. I I, I found it's that gonna intriguing. Be a nice part of the rebuild, I think. Yeah, uh, I hope it's so. Be interesting to see. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he's been struggling lately too. So, but like like we said, there's not. It's not that much pressure in Ottawa. They're unexpected to do that great, right? So it's going to yeah. be a nice little change of pace for him, if anything, you know? Yeah, it's it's a good time to be a Sens fan, really, because you're not expecting to make the playoffs. But yeah. if you can make some noise and just... it's that's That was my expectation for them this year, was that they were going to... It was going to be a, a shitty year in the sense they're not going to win many games and they're not going to compete for the playoffs very much. And they might, but who knows? I don't think they will. But mm-hmm. they're going to play with more skill and they'll just be playing better hockey in general you'll be seeing the young guys coming up and, and contributing and you're going to have a glimpse of the future it's a good time to be a sense fan there's very little to lose right now it's just yeah. sit back and enjoy what's in front of you to the best seems to have a good coach too right now uh, yeah uh, what's last uh, Smith, Brown is DJ last Smith? Yeah. no DJ Jay, yeah exactly exactly I like the way he speaks he seems like a, a player's coach and yeah uh, he's not gonna have the job. I think once everything is is like once they're gonna start competing, I don't think they're gonna have the job. But I think he's a good coach to kind of grow them up and just he seems to have a good head on his shoulder. He's an old. Yeah. I don't know. I'm talking like he's a kid there, but he seems to. I don't know. Be a good coach for the players and not gonna really bug too many people and just teach them the um, the fundamentals of the game and blah yeah. blah blah. You know. So I think that's. I don't know. I, have, I don't know. I have a good feeling. I'm, I'm being optimistic, obviously, but I, I don't know. That's just. I get the like. I had the same feeling about him a little bit of like he's maybe not gonna be the guy once they. You know, no. turn into to the team that they're going to in the Sadly, future. But he seems like a coach that would be good for that. Like, just, he's gonna... Well, that's the like. Look at Jared Bednar. We thought the same thing about Jared Bednar True. in Colorado, and they, yeah. they're like even Jeff Blashill in in Detroit has been. It's been terrible teams virtually his entire time there. They're letting him play out his time there, and I think teams are maybe a, a little more willing to let these guys. You know, they're not expecting them to win with bad teams, and they know it's yeah. a rebuilding time, so they're giving them yeah. a bit more of a leash. And then once the team starts to have 
more skill and is, is, is just better overall, then they maybe give their assessment. So maybe he does stay. Who knows? Yeah, we got so uh, true. Give we got better chance, odds. Kinda... Uh, 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 sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm not, like, uh, I was just uh, pretty much adding on to yours. Just give them the chance once the team is ready to go. Exactly. You know, they might just be like, all right, we'll see what you can do for a year or two. You know, it'll be short to leash by the time they're ready to compete. Yeah. You know, maybe, but yeah. Yeah, it'll be like be cool. it's got checked on. You got to see what he can actually do with yeah. a good yeah. team in front of him. But yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. Um, we've got better odds of a Canadian team winning the cup this year. That is mm-hmm. some pretty cool shit. And it's, you know, I don't necessarily love that it, it has to happen that way. But at the same time, it wasn't done to do the Canadian teams any favors. It's done because of the circumstances, right? Pretty cool. It's yeah, pretty exactly. Cool. That's true. The, uh, the realignment of, uh, of every division and stuff, right? So, but that's cool. One in four odds, man. That means uh, there's going to be one Canadian team competing uh, when there's four teams left, baby. So, yeah. It's gonna be interesting to see. It's gonna it be nice to be, see. I don't know. It should be. It's really, stupid uh, to to be like, oh, Canada's team. You know, they're half, yeah. you know, it doesn't really matter because the players are American, European, and everything, right? They're all mixed up. But like, and there's seven different teams in Canada, right? It's like, just it's, fun. It's just fun, you know. Yeah. We just us Canadians, anything to root for, like anything on our soil, you know, and just yeah, have a have, have a go at it. You it's know? exactly. It's, cool. it's nice, and it's 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 also an exciting thing. Like having the the North Division is kind of it's invigorated me a little bit because it's been. I'm excited about hockey and I'm diving in, but it does feel different than it has in past years. You know, like there is, there's yep. always like the weight of everything that's going on right now and how mm-hmm. the world is on fire. Um, yeah. That is, it does weigh on you a little bit. I found anyway, like I find watching hockey nowadays is a bit, it just feels different. There's just anything yep. I do. doesn't have the same kind of lightness that it used to. And it's just it's so true. Through that. Yeah, so well, it's, it's, it's like you're watching, but then like, cause it used to be, you watch hockey to pretty much decompress and yeah. watch your stuff and you kind of it's you know, harder Saturday night you have your stuff you know it's just it's, but now it's like it's just okay there's a game on tonight let's check it out let's see what's going on no 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 it's just like I don't know there's less oomph. I guess once the playoff starts maybe remember we had this in the playoffs too we were really watching at the beginning at the we were super hyped up it just came back you know and then like we are like oh it's, it's not that bad there's no fans you know okay the games aren't that bad you know it's, it's, it's doable and then like I think at one point in the playoffs we just I, uh, me and you both completely yeah. stopped at the same time without even really without yeah and a buddy of ours just, too is a big hockey fan yeah exactly yeah exactly just, you just, same time. just not watching the game like we we, all three of us were watching them not religiously but we were watching every night we were watching a lot you yeah, were watching we're a lot of games and all of a sudden like one just just stopped watching all of a sudden you know and then yeah. uh, I, I I saw the, the last series the finals I watched all the games yeah. basically but still like, I just in the playoffs I never stopped watching it. never exactly. never I have to know what's going on with every team I have to know all the match I, yeah, some series I didn't even know what's going on no, man, I thought that's, that was so weird you know like, that's, that's just I don't know I guess it's, that's, yeah, that's, that's watching hockey in a pandemic right it's just yeah. there's so much more crap going on you know it's just like who cares uh, about who who wins right now? And once the cup hits, then then you care a bit, you know. And yeah. then you gotta go worry about other stuff, you know. <laughs> but obviously, you know, like we're we're trying to care. And uh, it, it's easier. I find it easier to care so far than it was once the you know once we hit that point in the playoffs where we stopped giving a shit like that. There, mm-hmm. obviously, we were still adjusting to the pandemic at that point. We still are now. We'll never not be. But it's it's uh, yeah. Or we will never not be until it's past it. But it's there's more there it's just there's still that there's that the monkey on your back a little bit i don't know how to explain it exactly but having the, the all canadian mm-hmm. division and having that better chance of of having a cup team it's it's cool it's a nice little uh it's invigorating extra, it's nice yeah, it's a good it's feeling invigorating. it is exactly yeah i wonder oh, if players sad. too like i wonder if there's some players there must be right there must be some guys that despite their best efforts feel the same way like there is that extra added weight and they do everything it's they can sure, to, to get over it but Mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. You would think, right? Think about it too. Oh, dude, yeah. Well, obviously, <laughs> there's got to be because they're they're going to the games. And it's such a different like 
environment in, in general, right? There are less reporters, less fan, no fans, you know, there's just less stuff happening, you know, it's just, I don't know, man, it's, uh, they got, they have to, like you said, they, they have to be feeling it, you know, it's gotta yeah. be, uh, it's, it's gotta be so different for them, you know? I would think so, you know, like it's, it's interesting too, like there's a, we found that there's, you know, a, a strong conservative presence in the uh, presence in the NHL, which there's nothing wrong with in, in at face value. When mm-hmm. you know your conservatism involves racism and homophobia and misogyny and and you know uh, fascism, it then it becomes a problem. Um, yeah. And also when you can't talk about certain things when you're trying to have a conversation with yeah. someone instead of always attacking people, I find yeah. Uh, yeah, well, that usually happens on both sides. It's both I, sides yeah, start just issue. yelling at each other, you know. Yeah, so. and it's 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 there's a lot of bullshit. That's the Ted Cruz said that. We're getting into the life section now. We're talking about life just oh, because. Um, life. I'm saying I'm, the world. I'm, I'm throwing my fucking bias out the window. Why can you? I'm th- <laughs> throwing it, throwing it out there. Just I, the Ted Cruz thing, fucking pissed me off. Ted Cruz tweeting out uh, about the the Paris Climate Agreement and how uh, Joe Biden getting back in the Paris Climate Agreement shows that he's more interested in the views of the citizens of Paris than the jobs of the citizens in Pittsburgh, um, which... Smartest thing I ever heard. <laughs> this motherfucker <laughs> went to Harvard. He went to Harvard. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's dog-whistling to the lowest common denominator, to people that don't know better. They don't know that what he's saying isn't true. And a lot of them are angry and heavily armed right now. It's a very dangerous game what he's doing. He just helped to incite sensitive. Yeah. Very sensitive subject right now. Helped to incite a deadly insurrection just weeks ago. And he's doing this shit. And it it, it just makes me enraged. I I see on the a lot of the, the the liberal, you know, like response to that and the or the leftist response on the left, whatever you want to say, has been Ha ha ha! Like Ted Cruz doesn't know the difference between yeah you know, that or doesn't know that like the, yeah. the Paris Climate Agreement has nothing to do with the citizens of Paris because it doesn't. Mm-hmm. The, the reason it's called the Paris Climate Agreement is because they agreed to this in Paris. Nothing mm-hmm. to do with the citizens of Paris. Mm-hmm. Um, he knows what he's doing. Don't condescend yeah. to yeah. these motherfuckers when they know what they're doing. Ted Cruz is yeah, brushing Ted Cruz aside, you know, better um, education yeah. than fucking ninety nine percent of the people that are on the left. Yeah. But Harvard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a smart guy. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. And it just it, yeah. this this one Seth Rogan's getting into it with him on uh on Twitter. Last I saw fucking Ted Cruz, you know, took a shot at, at Seth Rogan uh saying that he he speaks like a a Marxist with Tourette's to paraphrase. And Seth Rogan <laughs> came out with the fact that he has a mild case of Tourette's and that it runs in his family. So that's another fucking brutal thing to be to be saying I mean, anyways why, why are you insulting people on fun stupid like it's come on man like uh get some better arguments some better yeah. like why are you insulting someone like that there's no reason to insult like bring out your point you know what i mean don't don't just insult seth rogan telling him he's a what is that marx a marksman marxist, with tourette yeah, anyway, like, like, why are you going straight away to the insults you know what i mean yeah well, well like, i mean what, in, in his defense, i guess seth rogan, rogan was called like, him a fascist yeah or whatever, seth rogan you know, was basically but, on the full offensive of like fuck you you fucking fascist so like yeah. he was getting attacked but at the same time like i I have no sympathy for you whatsoever, man. You know what you're doing. You're dog whistling dangerous fucking people yeah. that you intentionally yeah. know, or you know that you need these people for your support, and you know the role that these people are going to play in the future in whatever yeah. fucking twisted thing you're going to try and pull in the future. And I shudder to think what it might be, but mm-hmm. it's dog whistle politics in the most dangerous form in my eyes. He's he's saying this to people that are going to. Be, you know what it reminded me of? You know What's when that? you see those fucking emails, the scam emails from yeah. African princes. Okay. And they're filled with spelling mistakes. They're filled mm-hmm. with spelling mistakes intentionally so that the people mm-hmm. that are smart enough to know the difference will delete them and ignore them. 
they present it in a way that intentionally goes for people that have that clearly are not uh, noticing these things, which can be for a variety of reasons, from from low intelligence to having a disability or not being well educated, well informed, whatever you want to do. But they're they're Even going after the people slight, that are going just to not paying attention because they like to go for the big uh, newsline headline. Yeah. You know what I mean? They just kind of skim over what's been written. Like for example, the email you're compared to the email, they're just kind of skimming over. Okay, I'm going to be able to get this much money. Oh, what do I have to do? Okay, yeah. let's do it. You know what I mean? Like there's no like second guessing. It's just that's, that's the way it goes. You know, yeah. just that's the way we go, and that's that's just what I got to do. You know, so yeah. so it's targeting people like that 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 aren't going to have many second thoughts about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Knowing that those are the people that they're going to get the money from anyway. No one who's who's no who's who's got the understanding of scams and understanding of how the world works is going to read that and and do it and send money like that. So this reminds how me of the world the same and thing. politic works too. Eh? They have no idea how everything really works in politics. Yeah, you know, no, so. especially when you're like, with all due respect, like the left. Don't get me wrong, or left in general, or just Democrats. Period. Liberals in Canada, they do plenty of belying and bullshit, and it's not that much different. I I, I don't support them very strongly either, but. Republicans will use disinformation over and over again and hammer it home and try and hammer home all these things like that they're capable of changing laws that they can't. Like if they get elected mm-hmm. president, they're going to change the gas prices. Like they're going, <laughs> they're targeting people that they know won't know the difference and they're trying to make sure that as many people as possible don't know the difference. Yeah. And that's, it just reminded me of those emails. Common yeah, it's, it's yeah. going for the people that are going to believe it when you know full well that you're taking advantage of them and scamming them. And it's a real dangerous game right now because we're dealing with white supremacy. We're dealing with people who just tried to overthrow the fucking government. There was just yeah. a violent insurrection. Like, it, this is, there's there's more coming, and the Ted Cruz shit just really, uh, that's my rant on him. It, it pissed me off. I wanted to bring that up. <laughs> well, it's because they're fully aware about what they're doing, right? Yeah. And come on, guys, you know it's wrong. You know it's, uh, it's not right what you're doing. So yeah. that's, that's the problem. It's just, they're just, Fully knowing that they're manipulating people and the way they think, yep. and just, just, just fucking destroying their own fucking country that they yep. supposedly love so freaking much, you know? Yeah, <sighs> it's a scary, uh, oh, scary, scary game. I mean, if you're if you're a senator who went to Harvard and you don't know that the Paris Climate Agreement has nothing to do with nothing the citizens do. of Paris, uh, you shouldn't be in politics, period, and shouldn't have been allowed in in the first place. Again, that's not the case. He knows the difference. Uh, Craig Button, on the other hand. I'm start. Oh, we, we, we've, we've 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 taken our shots Craig. at Craig Button over the years. You know, like we've had our our, our our guffs with him. Nothing too serious. Well, you know what it is, Spence. I think are you about to say he's getting a little bit better? Are you going to starting to agree with him he's a bit starting more? Starting to fight to the say? good fight, and he's starting to not Dude, give a shit. You know and I what? Like you know what I think it is? What? I think it's because he stopped being the mayor of Whoville. He left his job in Whoville. <laughs> He's just paying more attention to his sports writer slash sports analysis. No, sorry, sorry. Go on. What are you um, going to say about Craig Button? <laughs> no, he's just like he's fighting the good fight on Twitter. He's making his – he's got some some pretty progressive yeah, you're re- views. You're really uh, on with the Twitter stuff, you man. Yeah, well, I mean just these past – I didn't even see the Ted Cruz thing on Twitter actually. That's just in the news cycle. But yeah, I just saw, saw mm-hmm. Craig Button posting a lot of like supporting LGBTQ communities and stuff and posted the rainbow flag. And he's posting and reposting a lot of uh, – of, of, information that's that's for the little guy i found and i really really appreciated that you should have seen the responses to him posting the the lgbtq flag and he shared a story about how the biden passed the bill there to to for for trans rights Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. and it was not nice like it was it was alarming the the responses were really some of them were really aggressive and shitty so power to him and just on the air i I noticed it on the air watch him next he doesn't seem to give as much of a shit which i really relate to and connect with did he stop putting on that that 
cheeky rosy stuff he puts on his cheeks man i can't I stand when he puts that stuff on his cheeks for that long maybe it's just permanent i don't know give me a break <sighs> god <laughs> sorry craig sorry i'm just gonna hate on you but sure it's funny because we were starting to like agree with certain things with craig button and they're like huh this is kind of weird <laughs> yeah it's a nice development. He and he, he seems like a good dude. He doesn't seem like a bad dude. It's just, he's he's got a personality. That's you know a lot of these terrible guys, it's sports. Uh, when when he's doing the live stuff, when he's like he's he's like the color uh, the the color commentator, yeah. right? So he kind of analyzes the game, the, the play and all that stuff after it just happened. He always just points out the mistakes and just like oh he should have done this and done this. No no no. He doesn't like explain what just happened and like yeah. like how the play developed. He's just like well he should have been doing that. He should have done this and done this. And well, what's his guy doing here this whole time? He's barely even moving. And he's just like ragging on players you know anyways yeah. it's just a little little two cents on craig button i don't like his play-by-play yeah. -play, or he doesn't do the play-by-play -play, is i don't like his color commentator yeah you basically. don't like his style well, that's fair so you don't annoying. have to right <laughs> yeah but i think it's just just a style you know yeah all right well like let's transition out of this we've got a good uh, hour and a half going here so uh for the right. the storylines you're looking out for before uh, the next episode what are you looking at what am I looking at? Uh, actually, I'm I'm uh, very curious to see how the Patrick Lane and uh, Dubois uh, trade pans out. I really want to see this. Uh, I want to see what's going to happen. To be honest, I'm I'm hoping Pierre Dubois really thrives and just gives a little middle finger to the organization. He was just in it, like when that happens, you know. So well, uh, Dubois is going to have to quarantine for 14 days, so he we won't see a ton of him before our next episode. But Line and Roslovic have to uh, quarantine for seven days because. United States, I guess, um, mm -hmm. and then we're gonna get, or then we're gonna get a better idea of before the next episode for sure. I'm, I'm gonna be watching that closely too. That's just one of, one of the things I was uh, looking forward to, yeah. and to see if Montreal can keep playing this well too. To right? be honest, yeah. Yeah, looked, that's uh, gonna be nice to see. Dominant, and no, uh, yeah, it's just yeah, well, they're they're playing fun hockey to watch. Uh, we were talking about before about that before last year. It was some games were nice, but sometimes we just got bored, you know. So yeah. it's just they're playing hockey you want to watch in the season which it's, is a, yeah, a nice exciting. change of pace you know yeah it's exciting hockey they're rolling four lines they're fast they're physical they're playing good offensive hockey they're moving the puck they've always moved the puck quickly but now they're moving the puck quickly with way more creativity and it's it's yep. it's been really fun to watch like I, the only issue i've seen so far is discipline and i don't think it's nitpicking to say that because discipline has been a real issue like a, a lot of people are going out people were calling out i don't know if you saw the game last night there was a trip by oh. um uh, Corey Perry on I forget who Brandon Sutter and he, he slew foots him and gets called for a trip as okay. which is what happens when you slew foot people sometimes and that's what mm -hmm. Corey Perry does sometimes he'll, he's mm -hmm. he's chippy he'll do that sometimes he gets called sometimes it doesn't and people were blaming the ref for it I was like dude wow come on look at your own backyard here there's an issue going on yeah. they need to play more discipline don't blame the ref for calling a blatant slew foot you know what I mean mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. anyway mm -hmm. it was a few people yeah. I had seen uh, commenting on that I, was, I don't know and then right afterwards too Besser had a horrible call against him like that was plainly a bad call like, not really yeah, yeah. No, I didn't he got see called for slashing night. he barely put it I don't even know if the stick made contact with the player like it was that light so mm. anyway, they, they need to yeah, improve their discipline uh, it's the beginning of the season right so we'll see yeah, everything well, yeah. kind of like you're ironing it out flushes out yeah it's yeah. ironing out that's the word I was looking for a friend of mine yeah, Carl so. you know Carl he was saying too that it's uh, Coral. We're, they don't have preseason right so like they're they're having to yep. to do it on the, on the fly Adjust and on, on the go yeah it's a very good point I'm looking at the teams yeah, that I think are, are like they're they're struggling in their division because of the division they're in. Like I'm curious to see how teams like like in in the North Division it kind of looks like Edmonton, Vancouver right now. They're two teams I, I had them in at three and four in my uh, my like project predictions. Um, and I, I I think they figured out Vancouver. I'm a little more worried about, but they're looking like the teams that might struggle facing 
uh, higher end competition all the time or mm-hmm. facing the same competition all the time in the North Division. Uh, mm-hmm. Arizona, LA, San Jose, and Anaheim in the West Division. Like all four of those teams are in a position to struggle with that. All four of those teams aren't great, but mm-hmm. I wonder. But they will be playing themselves a bit too, right? So, yeah, well, that's true. one of them in the mix, you know? Exactly. Be, and uh, I, I yeah. think one of those teams is going to emerge as a team that has a surprising year. Again, it, Which it makes one do sense. Which you think that they it would. is? Who, who do I think it's going to be? Arizona, LA, San Jose, or Anaheim? Uh, Arlanda, Arizona? San Anaheim? Arlanda? Yeah. I uh, think Arizona, to be honest. Yeah. I'm open for Arizona. That's why I they, like. They sold off some parts, but I, there's still like the pieces there that, that I like in it. They're, they're mm-hmm. a team that I've wanted Get to do nice well. nice goaltending, man. Yeah, well, Kemper and Rant is still a good, tempo, uh, good uh, tandem, so. Mm-hmm. Outside so, of um, uh, that's the team I like, basically. Yeah, I like them too. I, I wonder though about one of the California teams. I'm looking maybe at like San Jose or Anaheim as a team that might be the one that surprises and, and hangs in there a little bit better. Anaheim, once again, the goalie too is going to help, right? Yeah, and Miller's there for a good backup. You know, yeah. get a nice little. You know, yeah. might just save them a bit and just get them up there. You know, exactly. And the East, Buffalo, New Jersey, and New York. I'm watching. Those are three three good teams. I think uh, up and coming teams. Yeah. That Buffalo, man. Let's Buffalo go. in particular. Yeah. Right. You know? Like we just want to see oh. them succeed finally. Do something. Do yeah. something. <laughs> they've been so. You know, they've been. Cl- it's looked like they've been close before with their their rosters, and then it just never seems to happen. And this year, they've got a better roster than they've had in years. Ralph Kruger has been the coach. It's the second year. They're mm-hmm. in a position where you know. It, the ingredients are there for success, but they're also in the hardest division in the league right now. So it's it's they're the that's, team that yeah, I really that's something want. we're going to mention. Yeah, that they're in that really hard division. Yeah, man. holy crap! Man. I really want them to succeed, but I don't know if it's going to happen. And but again, Pittsburgh, one of the three, Philly, Washington. Yeah, one of the three might do well. Pittsburgh is. I wonder if Pittsburgh's going to be able to keep it up. Like, is Pittsburgh going to be able to to stay in the mix and stay like firmly as the number four team or in the top four? Yeah, thank uh, you. They've always I, surprised, right? In they the do. Past, so, uh, I'm not gonna uh, vote against uh, them, but never, yeah, because I never really can doubt them out. Uh, exactly. Count them out, you know. So not comfortable counting them out, but uh, you know, maybe one of those, you know, maybe, and one of those teams mm. jumps up a little maybe, bit. Maybe. In uh, in the central, I've got Nashville and Florida that uh, that I'm looking at. We both had, I think, that we were looking at those. those yeah, no, yeah, Florida, Florida too. Florida looks super iffy, right? You know, I don't know about Florida, but yeah, they, yeah, Golden. I mean, Golden. They, if Bobrovsky can play. You know, like Bobrovsky or close to like Bobrovsky, if he can put up a 915 save percentage, even that's going to be a big boost. Um, yeah, I don't know about Florida either, though. I, 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 they're another team we love and we like seeing them succeed or we want to see them succeed, but it just never seems to happen. And they don't, this, this, this doesn't seem like the best roster they've had over the past no, five yeah, years. Last, to do it. Yeah, last two years were kind of better, you know, yeah. just, just a little bit better. Just, just, it seemed like the team just gelled better the last two years. This yeah. seems like a just a mixed mix match of everything. It's not gonna, I don't know, it's gonna pan out to anything. No, that's it. And Nashville is, what is Nashville, Cave? What's not? Tell me about. Hi, it's UC Saros, uh, Pecorine. Fuck uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. <laughs> There's so much talent there. They're 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 offensively that team is a fucking riddle wrapped in a conundrum. It doesn't make sense to me at all mm-hmm. that that team struggles the way they do or that their power plays are as bad as they are. Like, how do you have that much fucking talent on your team and your power plays still? Well, that's what David Poyle's asking himself right now. Yeah, and Poyle's getting, you know, it's funny how it works. Eh? As soon as the team's uh, window yeah. starts to close or they start to falter yeah. a bit, the GM or the coach starts taking all this heat when they've got a history. And he's had so good. many good trades in the past. He's yeah. had so many crazy good moves that he just yeah. won, you know? Like, it's you can't just... win them all either. Like, you, yeah. you, and yeah. this is the nature of things too, right? You can be the best fucking GM in the world. I mean, like you look at yeah. Detroit and like Scotty Bowman and Ken Holland, they kept that team going for like 20 years. They were contenders. And then mm-hmm. inevitably, this is what happens. 
like yeah. it's the cycle salary cap and all that salary too cap, helps, exactly. right? yeah yeah also, it's hockey is a big. Uh, what have you done for me lately? Kind exactly. of league, right? Sports so, in general, eh? People really a lot uh, of turnover. Yeah, big time. Because like, when you look at like Chirelli, Peter Chirelli is a good example of this. And obviously, you know, Chirelli is no David Poyle, um, mm-hmm. and he has made several, several poor moves. Uh, I'm not here to defend Chirelli's performance at Edmonton, but I am here to say that he did win a cup, and he did. He was there for years, for four or five years before they won that cup. Um, and a lot of the pieces, granted, were in place from that core already, but he did add several of the, the, the surrounding pieces and the secondary pieces that played a big role in that cup win. So he's a cup-winning GM, and he gets talked about like he's a piece of garbage. Like, when he got hired yeah. in Edmonton, people were excited. Yeah. He made some pretty iffy moves with the Lucic and all that stuff, too, right? Just... Yeah. I'm not here to say he's a great GM, but yeah. he, you know, yeah. he's a cup-winning GM, and that 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 at least, like, I would love to see that be enough to get enough, like, just to get some respect at least when you're, you're talking True. about him, because he gets talked about like he's one of the worst GMs who have ever been in the league, and it's just like, well, yeah, yeah. Well, he's not like his last. Once again, what have you done for me lately? And yeah. He's not done much. He's nope. really fucking shot the bed, technically, right? So. Yeah, yeah, which can't be ignored either. I don't think it should, but. Yeah, no, no, but it's not that. Like right now, you're saying he's got like zero specifies. It's just yeah. the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You know, like come on, guys. He's won a cup. Uh, and he man. did a really good job in Boston too, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, you got uh, anything else? I'm kind of fucking done. I'm done too. I'm gonna go watch the end of the football game. The right? old man yeah. bowl's on, right? Come on, let's go old, watch. Did that. You see the old man bowl? <laughs> yeah, the old man bowl. <laughs> Brady and Rogers. Let's oh go. man, I gotta watch that too, man. Yeah, we have to cut into that a little bit with this podcast episode. I'm gonna go watch that too. All right, everybody. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. We're looking forward to uh, to bringing you our episode three in a couple weeks from now. Um, we don't have a slogan to end on. We don't. We don't. Should we think of one? Should Should we think of one that just has, doesn't make any sense whatsoever? Well, no. Your uh, I don't know. Like, uh, go fuck yourself, San Diego. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. That that sticks. All right. It's been the Life and Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Go fuck yourself, San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>